Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Take the fall. Act hurt, get indignant. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hey, how's it going, guys? That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? Before we get going, we've had a lot of people asking what happened to the pod. Where's the pod? I don't want to say too much because we people, got some stuff in the works. People were in a frenzy. They were. And I, I'll just say that we had some plans for the pod last week. Plans kind of fell through due to an unforeseen factor, I guess. And then we tried to do it yesterday, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out. And those also fell through. So we're going with this pod, which is just as good, maybe, hopefully. I think it's a good discussion topic. Yeah. And the other pod we had planned will hopefully run sometime soon. There's big plans for the future of the Quack Attack, so don't worry. And it's going to blow your minds. With that being said, Tommy, what is our topic today? Uh, cheating in D1. Specifically, Gordon Bombay's plot to cheat to get District 5 to win. Yes. So Gordon is the coach of the Ducks, plays the first game against the Hawks, loses 17 to nothing, And he realizes he must cheat to win. That was a really quick turn to cheating for Bombay. Like, that t- took no time at all. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, we've discussed this before, but he that was like his go-to like lawyering. He was finding the loopholes, going the loopholes, trying to find that. Where this is kind of the same thing. So he goes out, he starts to cheat. He tells them basically to dive all over the place. And there's a few people that are super into it. There are a few who are not. Now Carp, <laughs> we see he's the first one to take the dive. In front of the team. This is really playing to Carp's strengths too. Because <laughs> yeah. Carp is not a strong skater. I bet you he it was, might have been an accident, really. Yeah, and then he trips Averman as well. He he goes hard on Averman when they're all facing off and trying to trip each other. Uh, there's also Goldberg who's diving out of the way during the game. He was also very into the uh, get indignant chant, and Peter Mark was also very into it. So those three here. I mean, is Carp the most into this cheating? Carp is, uh, I bet he had to cheat a lot in school. And so he's like, I mean, this is right up in my wheelhouse. He's been training for it his whole life. He's got, you know, very shifty eyes, you know, looking at, you know, Connie's paper or whatever, and Charlie's paper. And so he's used to cheating. And he also kind of, he comes across as somebody that like enjoys being a clown, you know, just like being the laughing stock, mm-hmm. you know, so it kind of just comes natural to him, like to do stupid shit like that. Yeah, I mean, the one thing is after that game, when Jesse's dad comes in and yells and storms out, Carp <laughs> kind of storms the other way, like he's mad. <laughs> he's mad that Jesse's dad is going <laughs> to... I'm not going back to playing real hockey, <laughs> but he does have like a really odd look on his face. 
it's almost like he really had to go to the bathroom and he's just looking for a reason to like run to the stall. <laughs> okay, I didn't even think like, of that. Like go back and look at Carp's face and it's kind of like comical really. Okay, I did not even think of that. So, uh, obviously Conway is not into it on the other side. Anyone else that you see is kind of fighting this? Um, Averman, I think just the, he's the whole thing is like, hey, act hurt. And he goes, I am hurt. So Averman's probably like, I don't want to get hurt anymore by like jumping onto the ice on purpose. Because if you take a dive and you don't do it right, you probably could get hurt. Can can we go back and talk about Charlie for a second? Sure. Um, I, I, I'm kind of surprised that he's not more into it because he's kind of like a suck up, you know, brown noser. And it just seems like that he would like really just want to please Bombay. I don't know. He he has at this point he's never had like a positive male role model, and so he I don't think he trusts I don't think he trusts Bombay like right off the bat. I agree. He doesn't even in D three he doesn't trust the new guy coming in, and, That's and Bombay true. at this point is the new guy. So I feel like he just kind of even if Bombay was to say, "Oh, we need to play the right way," I feel like Conway would go against it. Just he was just trying to. I but there's that scene whenever he whenever Bombay first meets the ducks, Charlie comes across as like the oh, is he like, brown oh, hey, coach? Yeah. yeah, like That's a good point. You know, he just kind of seems like he's really like eager to get in his good graces. So yeah, but you know, it's very much the kids know right and wrong at this point. Yeah, and it's like some of them obviously like I think Goldberg, like <laughs> I think one of my favorite parts is Goldberg like trying to plead with the refs like what are they doing? I'm blinking my eyes and they're shooting at me or so. I was just like what? Yeah, Goldberg. He's really trying to sell it. Yeah, Goldberg was very into it as well. I feel like Goldberg's right there with Carp, and Goldberg was in the game doing it. Where we don't know if Carp was really doing it. He doesn't get a lot of ice time anyway. I would assume so. We can't really tell. Um, as for other people not into it you look at connie connie seems like she went with the flow well she she trips she's forced to trip gee when they're doing that little drill oh yeah you do see her kind of feel bad there and then after the game she's like that was embarrassing but other than that i mean it's tough to tell and then you obviously have jesse who he in the game he's actually playing physical and he's not falling down and then he comes in with his stupid cake eater tricks at the end. And Jesse's dad comes in. Do you think Jesse's dad was tipped off by Jesse and or Terry that they were doing this? I think so. Maybe because we've all we've established that, you know, their dad is definitely like very involved in, in their lives after school stuff. And so probably, like, hey, how was practice? Whatever. And, you know, I can imagine Terry being like, oh, it's fine. Like going up to his room and playing Nintendo. But Jesse being like, just like shaking his head and like walking away, like without saying something. So he might not have advert, like said, he's making us do dives or whatever, but he might have like displayed some kind of like body language. And the dad read it. I was like, okay, something's up. I need to pay attention to this. And I mean, it's pretty obvious to, you know, over the course of the game that, you know, that <laughs> yeah. something is afoot, if you will. In the refs, in the ref says like one more dive and I forfeit to the Jets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Where's Terry in this? Because Terry does not seem all that upset about diving and whatnot. He's on the bench. He's cheering for the team. Shouldn't Terry and Jesse kind of be in the same camp? I, I mean, I, maybe he just doesn't care about it as much as Jesse does. Uh, you know, maybe maybe he doesn't even really. I mean, he, and we've kind of talked about this before. Like, he doesn't carry on with the Ducks. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't 
So maybe he doesn't like hockey all that much, and he just doesn't really care. I think Terry wants to win, and when they walk in the locker room, Terry goes, man, we can't even win when we cheat. And so during, like, I bet you he's going to say, okay, nothing else works. Let's, you know, hey, maybe if we, we try to cheat, we'll win. Because, like, the whole thing is, like, winning, you know. Like, even when you're a kid, you want to win. And, you know, some of them might not know, like, yeah, this cheating is not the way to do it. And so it's just like, okay, Terry, Terry might say, okay, let's let's cheat. And if we win, then I'll be happy. And also, I don't think they really understood, like, the, the, the goal was to cheat and then try to win while doing so. They just seemed to just, like, they're just going to cheat the whole time and, like, hope that they win. Like, so it's the, weird. The idea to, like, get penalties so you could constantly have, like, a man advantage. Yeah. It's like, I can't, like, it's almost like Bombay forgot to tell him that. Like, yeah. you stop diving when we get, like, the penalty. <laughs> yeah. It's like, because you're just, like, leaving yourself open for breakaway. Yeah, poor, poor coaching. Uh, You know, poor cheating coaching on Bombay's I think Bombay didn't realize how stupid those kids were like he had to explain to Goldberg you don't take a dive when they're shooting at you (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean that's something I want to get into a little more later on but right now you have these two two kind of factions and let's say Jesse's dad doesn't come in or before Jesse's dad you have like two or three guys that are really into cheating two or three guys that really are against it which side gets all the kids in the middle? Uh, I would say the the ones that are against it, I think, because of Charlie mostly. Um, I guess he's, he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't point. really emerged as the leader. That's true. But Jesse, I think we've established is against yeah. cheating, mm-hmm. and, and they, I can imagine like Gee, you know, being part of the Oreo line is going to like lean towards towards Jesse, and of course, Connie's going to lean toward Gee and. You know, Averman doesn't want to be let out. So I feel like Averman and Gee are like buds. So, and like Carp and Peter are buds. So they're going to be like the only cheaters. And no one's going to be like, I'm siding with Carp. Yeah. And Jesse is the de facto leader at yeah, that that's point. True. So that's a good point. I feel like the only factor is Bombay is the coach and he's pushing this. So would that get the more impressionable kids to kind of sway towards the cheating? Um, I don't know, because I feel like that's a good point, because I think Connie is very much like he's, you know, he's a coach, you know, we're supposed to do what he says. And so he like she might be, okay. we're supposed to be taking dives and like Guy, we're supposed to be taking dives. But Guy is probably real conflicted. It's like Connie says we should be doing this. But, you know, Jesse, you know, one of my best buds says this. So also, I think uh, the other side having Carp as its spokesman hurts <laughs> hurts its cause, if you will. That's a really uh, good point. Because they're like, okay, Carp's really into this. We need to not do this. <laughs> yeah, like if Carp and Peter are your ringleaders. Yeah. It's like if they're like breaking up into group projects, like Carp and Peter are probably like have the worst one. Like they have the worst science fair project. They just bring in like a cup of dirt. And like here hey, it I did is. a cup of dirt for my science fair project. Kevin is the Carp of uh, his hometown. Just life. Really. Yeah, I'll take it. Shout out, Carp. Now, the kids like Carp, though, but obviously he's not a good player. At that age, are they able to differentiate differentiate that? Yeah, at that age, you can tell who sucks or not. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're all they're all pals, so they, you know, you let it slide, but you know, like, like, let's say they were playing, like, like basketball, pick up basketball. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I don't want to, like, I hope I'm not on Carp's team, because I know I can just, like, guard Carp and slack off the entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Back to Bombay. We mentioned poor cheating form. Uh, the goal was obviously to get. I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know why else you would dive. 
you try you want to draw the penalties and then get the power play and score. You don't have a particularly skilled team. And as you mentioned, he kind of forgot to tell them that they were not supposed to dive, you know, during their power play and stuff like that. So what is the alternative for Bombay? Alternative, like what's a better cheating form? Yes. Hmm. Well, I think taking a dive is like the very much like the entry level. It's like so maybe this was like step one of like a five step cheating prog- like playbook or something he had. And they could just like start slashing the players, you know, try to try to hurt their opponents. But I mean, that's a little, a yeah, little dicey there. Yeah, that doesn't really especially go with the theme of the and, movie. and a, can you imagine they would like bring knives out and like kill the guys because <laughs> they just don't understand. They they overdo everything. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what the may bring extra pucks. I, you know, I don't know. I feel like trying to injure them would probably be a better strategy, though. Just because you have players like Carp who aren't really doing anything, but you can send them out there, and you don't mind if he gets kicked out of the game. Yeah, just have him like skate into their best player. Just like skates up, slide skates up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just get him kicked out. Or just like. You know, like be like jabbing the goalie with your stick or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, my overall theory, Kevin, you got something? Have one of the players sneak into their locker room and put like laxatives in their water bottle or something. Oh, okay. So you're thinking before the game? Yeah. Hmm. My theory is the kids are so dumb you can't really rely on them to do anything. Yeah, I mean, Goldberg, I mean, you, you can't tell them like, hey, by the way, if they're shooting at you, don't just like allow them to score by taking a dive. And so, like, if you told Goldberg to do something, like, I don't know, shove people down, he would he would do something terribly wrong. That's kind of what I'm saying when they'd, like, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I would say, look away from the kids. And if I'm Bombay, I've got a little bit of money. So, if this team is trying, if I am all about winning, I, I try to grease up the refs a little bit, maybe the other team's coaches, something like that. I can imagine him maybe going to other team coaches like, hey, you know, you guys are sitting pretty in that, like, number three spot for the playoffs. You're not going to go up. You're not going to go down. You know, why don't you play uh, one of your weaker lines tonight, like, as your as your number one? Hmm. All right, well, let's get some of those, like, shitty kids some playing time against my Or guys. he goes to one of the opposing players and offers him money to tank the game, you know, a la betting strategies. <laughs> Do you think like a ten year old kid would recognize the like magnitude of that though? I think if it's like a like oh hey man you know you know I notice you don't have a nice new bike or anything like that <laughs> do you want one or like or I could get you know those skates are kind of run down you know I you know I'm real close with a guy who runs a, the skate shop you might have heard of him Hans I can get you a nice new pair but plus he has candy. And you just got, but I mean, you just have to show why those skates are so run down because you know you we probably can't skate real well tonight, can you? I mean, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best the best option. I'm still a little weary of trusting the kids, though. Yeah, and then of course a kid can just be like, "Oh, that other coach told me to to yeah. do this," and then you're like totally screwed. And I guess he's also like, if that happens, maybe he goes to jail because it's like, or you just you just try to discredit the kid. I mean, you just call the kid a, a lying piece of shit. <laughs> but he's a kid. I feel like I feel like the kid would get kind of the benefit of the doubt in that situation, just because 
the other team is looking at this new guy who they don't really know other than like the headlines. Yeah. And oh, he's just like an honest little kid. He doesn't know any better. Why would he lie to us? Yeah. So I tend to disagree with that statement. I think most people would believe the adult over the kid, but no, I don't know. In that situation, yeah. Okay, in that situation, maybe if it's like a, I mean, it's something much different than, and yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I think maybe trying to grease the refs might be. Yeah, because they're not making money. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, that's good. I mean, they're probably making like five dollars a game. Oh, at the same point, though, we've established, you know, Hans kind of runs this league. And so if Bombay did try to, like, bribe a ref, he would probably have to go straight to Hans and say, hey, this coach is trying to do stuff. You need to, like, talk some sense into him. Because oh. if the ref is, like, you know, doing something, Hans might notice that and just, like, you know, yeah. have his legs broke. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That, like, the ref would definitely go to Hans. Now, would Hans be in favor of this? If Bombay was just trying to get his team, let's say Bombay, he just wants to get his kids some confidence. So he, he pays off the other team for like a game. Said, oh, we win a game, we'll get the confidence, we'll get the ball rolling. Would Hans be behind that? I think uh, Hans was aware that Bombay was trying to get his kids to take dives because it's after that is when he goes to the skate shop and he gives them like, you know, size nine and a half. And he goes, nine, well, wear thick socks. Yeah. And so he knew that he was trying to, like, cheat. And so this is when they have, like, the come to Jesus moment where he goes and he does his little skate around the pond. Mm-hmm. His, beautiful moment. Yeah, beautiful scene. Um, and so I think if that happened, like, if the ref said, hey, he's trying to bribe me, Hans would be like, okay, I'm going to take care of it. And then everything still kind of, like, you know, unfolds the same way. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, the biggest thing for Gordon is stopping the narcs, really, in this situation. Is there yeah. any way to stop them from, from tattling, basically? If you win. That's true. If you win, no one's going to tattle. All right. And, I mean, Bombay also could have... I, I mean, I don't know how much confidence this would give his team or anything, but he could have like gone, like, turn the lights out in the stadium, you know, could have gone that route, which doesn't really accomplish anything, but... You know, that's an option. Uh, just to try to throw the other team off the game? No, to, like, get the game, like... Oh, can't let just... Yeah, like, oh, the it's, it's on scoreless the here, halfway through the second period. It's called a draw. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could see that, too. A little uh, Major League back to the minors Yeah. tactic. <laughs> Is that two or three? That's three. Three. three? Okay. The best that, one. Like, Weasley Twins owner. Yes. All right. I gotta admit, I've not seen the full version. You gotta watch it, man. It's a classic. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> All right. So if if Gordon does get caught in this situation, is the person going to Hans? Is he going to someone else? Is he going to like Riley or somebody? Well, it depends, because you know he did essentially get caught by uh by Terry and, and Jesse's dad. That's true. You know, he knows what's up. And, you know, for all we know, he he goes right to Hans. Say, hey, your boy is, you know, doing this shady shit. And maybe then Hans is like, okay, I'm going to take care of it. And that's when he does the whole skate around. I think everyone knows, like, Hans is, you know, running this league. So, works would go to him. What would Hans have done if his little skates trick didn't work on Bombay? And Bombay was like, all right, whatever. And like, now I'm going to cheat even harder. Cheat. Yeah. Oh. What's the recourse there? Is he... 
Does he have them offed? No, I think he. I think he keeps working them. I think he knows he has them just because he was with them from a young age. So he finds a different way to kind of get to them. Probably like goes back to like pictures of his dad or something. Tries to play that angle. Yeah, the 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 dad who Hans himself was responsible for his death. (laughs) Yes, that is true. But yeah, he probably plays that angle until Gordon. I think he knows he has Gordon. So I don't think he's really too worried in that situation. Um, now if Gordon, if Gordon does get caught, and I guess he does get caught by Jesse's dad, mm-hmm. and then he negotiates, I guess, just not to coach anymore, right? Yeah, but then he's After like essentially Gordon- violating his probation, isn't he? Oh, yeah. so he knows that he has to be coaching this team. Otherwise, he can go to prison or jail or whatever. Hmm. So he's taking a big risk by cheating. Yeah, that's true. Does he realize that? I don't think he realizes maybe that. Gordon just isn't very smart. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was still hitting the bottle at that time. That's a possibility. That is a possibility. And you know, it's it's interesting because his first tactic was like pretend to be hurt. So he's a lawyer. He's probably like dealt with some people who are pretending to be hurt and stuff like that. And he knows he gets a he can just like get a judge or a judge. He can get like a settlement if he gets like a you know a jumpy you know rival you know attorney. And so that's I guess that's the only cheating tactic he really knew is like hey just pretend that you're hurt and we're gonna get a settlement. We're gonna get a win. So hmm. and maybe that's always worked for him and he's never thought about the repercussions. Or it's he's it's never been a backfire to him, so he he probably just has not thought about the potential consequences. Yeah. Well, he's very brash, very you know, confident. Yeah. To a fault. So he's got to get his like team back basically after this after they forfeit, and then he goes to the like the the detention and like gets them all back, but there's still Jesse's dad who is against this. How does? He, he doesn't. He gets he, the him going to detention is after like they forfeit. Yeah. After they find out he's a hawk, that's like it's after like his whole pond skating thing. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Okay. How, doesn't matter for my question. So how does he get the team back? How does Jesse? How does Jesse's dad kind of relent from this take that he doesn't want his kids skating with them, and he was going to take over the team? Well, he wasn't going to take over the team until after. Remember. Mm-hmm. He could, okay, because you're you're messing up yeah. your your timeline. Yeah. Okay, you're right. But anyway, but you do bring up the point, like, because the dad came into the locker room and got his kids. Like, yeah. I get my overtime pay for this, and so like, like, how does he trust Bombay? So I don't know. You know, maybe Han says, "Hey, you should let your kids play." Like, I talked to him, and I mean, maybe Jesse just is, you know. He, he he wants to play, so he kind of talks his dad off the ledge. And yeah, and it's like, what else are they going to do on like a Tuesday afternoon? Yeah. All right. Fair points. All fair points. Kevin, you got a quack question? We do. Night? We have our, uh, what is this, second, second. second quack question. Um, this one is uh, something that we talk about fairly often uh, off, off air. Um, we've fielded this question back and forth a couple times. Um, this one comes from, let's see, sorry, I'm sorry if I'm going to butcher this, but Katrina Mancera and it's Kating nine or Katting nine. I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. So sorry, but, um, 
The question is, don't you find it weird that Gunnar Stahl is also Scooter in D3? Yeah, I've, I, we probably touched on this on air. I can't remember at this at some point. But, yes, it's very weird. The actor who plays uh, Gunnar Stahl is also playing Scooter in D3, a guy named Scott White. And Shout out to Scott White. Shout out, and Scott. And it's obviously not the same guy because he's got, you know, a regular American accent in D3. Because, I mean, they, they never say Scooter's real name. Maybe they just called Gunnar Stahl Scooter. So, I mean, maybe it is kind of like a conspiracy where Gunnar Stahl, like, had a he went and enrolled at Eden Hall because it's the best hockey school in the nation, and he said, "Oh, call me Scooter." He's like an Icelandic spy. I don't know where I heard this theory from. I might have read it online, but somewhere. But the theory goes that Wolf the Dentist Stanson was so upset with Gunnar Stahl after that that he like went after him. Gunnar Stahl enters the witness protection program. I really like this. Changes yeah. his name. And then shows up at Eden Hall as a goalie with yeah. a perfect American accent, and and it's and it's it's perfect to go to a goalie because people are gonna be looking for like that triple deke, and so now he's just a goalie. Yeah, everyone will be looking for him to go glove side all the time. Yeah, and he'll never have to do that. I really like that. So yeah, I think actually Scooter is. Can, I think we can go ahead and just like confirm that that rumor now. I mean, yeah. consider it confirmed. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense as well because. Everyone on the varsity was all against the Ducks, all against the Ducks, except for Scooter, who was, like, nice to them. So it makes sense that he would come in, like, later than the varsity. It's probably his first year as well, and he's just there being nice. Plus, a added bonus for him is he developed this crush on Joy the Cat in D2, so this is just, like, icing on the cake. Yeah, exactly. And maybe he had something to do with getting them there. Maybe he, you know... You know, put some like newspaper clippings in uh, in someone's office. They're like, "Oh, you know, have you seen this team? They're you know they're pretty good." Now, who knows? Does does the varsity coach know that this is Gunnar Stahl? I don't think anybody, anybody can know. Yeah, it's it would be tough for anyone to know. I mean, obviously, they'd have to probably do some fake transcripts or something. Maybe the dean knows that. Like, they might say, "Hey, he comes from like kind of a like a, a bad you know bad situation." You know, just kind of leave it at that. And he probably lives with a host family or something like that. Or maybe he lives with the dean. <laughs> the one thing I would say is I don't think he would be good enough just to transition a goalie and make the varsity right On the away. best team in the, yeah, s- in so, the nation, well, most likely. Maybe Gunnar Stahl is just the, the best youth hockey player out there. Maybe. Ever? Best ever? Can we, I, we can maybe say that. We could. I mean, if I he mean, does make that transition, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, and he's varsity on. I, he looks like he's definitely older than the Ducks in D two. So, let's say maybe he's like a junior on varsity. Okay. Or maybe a, maybe saw he's like he's pretty old. <laughs> yeah. You know, it could be something where I don't know because it seems like this is the Ducks' first year, so that would be his first year too. So maybe he was actually been there for a year and like it's almost like an alter ego. He was playing like. He he happened to just be playing at at Eden Hall. He said, "Just call me Scooter," and his he loses his accent because actually, like when you're a kid and if you move somewhere else, you're gonna develop a new accent. That's just how it is. Not in that time frame, but no, no, that no. would be very difficult to there, do. There is a um, I I know a kid who was from Dallas. What's his name? Okay, it's um, it's a guy named uh, Emerson Heinemann. He plays oh, now nice for name. he plays for Fulham, and uh, professionally. In uh, in uh, so- he plays professional soccer in England for Fulham. He has like a straight on English accent now. 
he is American, lived in America. He's like the grandson of the former FC Dallas coach. Like a year in England, he has an accent. So it's he, possible. He, I think he, he adopted their idioms and everything. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it would be that would be a really difficult transition to make to like a passable American English, like where there's no trace of. I mean, obviously the kid is talented, so you can probably pull it off. But I mean, especially when your life's on the line. Oh, and also, yeah. you know, he's living in uh, in Minnesota, and there's a lot of Scandinavian folks in Minnesota and stuff, and so there's our like. The hint of, you know, like a, Canadian, a strong Canadian accent yeah. and you have the strong like Minnesotan accent is like almost hints of like a Scandinavian, like someone who's from Scandinavia but has really, really good English can kind of hints of some of that. Good. So he might have been there for a year yeah. already. And it, Eden Hall seems like the kind of place that would recruit like the best prep hockey player of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we establish, I mean, it's been established that. Confirmed. Him, well, yeah, that. But him and Julie kind of have like a thing. Mm-hmm. Does he ever break his cover for Julie? Like either during I mean, Eden Hall. How or- did I mean? How do they not? Because I mean, they would know it was him the second <laughs> they looked at him. I don't know. Not necessarily. I mean, I, they're all I, going through puberty and they look different. I don't know. I I think that's a big hole in the story. If you're but- not looking for it, though. And maybe he, well, uh, that's because he does take his mask off, but. And I mean, like, maybe they're just like, damn, that kid looks like Gunnar Stahl. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, but his accent's not there. Plus his name is Scooter. (laughs) (laughs) Case closed. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe they, it's just like out of context that they don't get it. But maybe Julie is, maybe Julie does finally at some point realize it's him and she's the only person that really knows and she like keeps a secret. Do you think Julie would do that? Keep the I mean, secret. If she yeah. has the hots for him, yeah. Well, also she like found out. Like she, I bet she was like, "That looks like Gunnar Saul." Maybe she looked through old newspaper clippings and sees something like Wolf the Dentist Anson like fired for mistreatment of players or something like that. And it's not like I mean they won also, so why do they have any reason to like harbor any ill will toward Iceland, especially Gunnar Saul, who like yeah. went over and was very shook their hands, very sporting. Mm-hmm. All right, I can dig it. Thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Katrina, for yeah. the question. Good question. Great discussion, I think, on yes. that question. Yes. I need some more questions. Good job, us. Yeah. we Send in your quack questions. Hashtag quack question. You can do it on Facebook, too, if you want. Uh, speaking of Facebook, go there. Search the Quack Attack podcast. Send us your quack questions on Twitter. Hashtag quack question at quack Attack pod. That's our account handle. Uh, our website, thequacktech.com. iTunes. Give us five stars. You're going to want to give us five stars, especially when our, like, if our plans come through, they will be much more than five star worthy. So you can at, at the very least give us five stars. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>